Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On April 22, 1994, in Manhattan, Richard Nixon, the 37th President of the United States, died. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. Tom Wicker was a young correspondent in Washington for the Winston-Salem Journal when, one night in 1957, he encountered a solitary figure in the Capitol, the then Vice President of the United States, Richard Nixon. Here is Wicker's recollection of that moment. Nixon was walking along rather slowly, shoulders slumped, hands jammed in his trousers' pockets. Head down and his eyes apparently fixed, though perhaps on nothing, on the ornate Capitol floor. What I could see of his face seemed darker than could be accounted for by the trademark five o'clock shadow. It was preoccupied, brooding, gloomy. Whether angry or disconsolate, I was unable to tell. I had expected Nixon to be taller and of better posture and would have thought he'd have had a politician's ready greeting for a voter unexpectedly encountered. But as he went his way without the slightest recognition that someone else was in that shadowy hall, I realized that I was seeing a man bound up in his inner being, unaware of the impression he was making, unaware even that he was making an impression, too absorbed in himself to present the facade with which most of us guard the truth of that inner self, that secret life we rarely share with anyone. On this date in 1994, Nixon died in New York City at the age of 81. As Wicker had observed nearly 40 years before, Richard Milhouse Nixon was a mysterious, if ubiquitous figure in what Henry Luce had dubbed the American century. Nixon ran on five national major party tickets, a feat matched only by Franklin D. Roosevelt. Born in Yorba Linda, California, educated at Whittier College and at Duke Law School, Nixon served in World War II, was elected to the House in 1946, to the Senate in 1950, and became vice president under Dwight Eisenhower in 1953. He narrowly lost the presidency to John F. Kennedy in 1960 before staging a spectacular political comeback and winning the White House in 1968 and in 1972. Then, of course, it all came crashing down, and Nixon was forced to resign from office in August 1974 after covering up political espionage within the White House and among his political operatives. Who was Nixon, really? The great man who opened China, who negotiated with the Soviet Union, who created the EPA and presided over a domestic policy that valued government's role in the life of the nation? Or was he the crude Paul who exploited race to win, who tried to use federal agencies to hound his opponents, who railed against anyone he thought a rival or a foe? In truth, he was all these things. An astute biographer, Evan Thomas, interviewed Brent Scowcroft, who served several presidents, 
and asked Scowcroft whether Nixon could ever see the true Nixon. No, Scowcroft told Thomas, but sometimes I think he took a peek. Thomas went on, that sounds about right. At some deep, possibly subconscious level, Nixon seems to have understood that he was locked in a titanic battle between hope and fear, and he struggled, bravely, if not always wisely, against the dark. Which is, when you think about it, true of many of us. The fact that Nixon resigned and the fact that the Congress seemed poised to impeach and convict him on a largely bipartisan basis belongs to another political age. An age when, for all its ferocity, there was a sense of shame at the highest levels, a sense of duty to institutions. Tom Wicker, in the end, thought Nixon was one of us, a very human politician who represented our finest hours and was prone to some of our worst instincts. As Evan Thomas said of Scowcroft's remark, that sounds about right. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Paige Heimson, Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Research assistance by Sarah Jean Caver. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From m and rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.